0: Repaint, then no more. (laughs) Come on, Mister Alladougian. Make sure we get the pillar of fire right here for you.
1: What's on? Oh, there it is. Looky there. Amen. Praise the Lord. Oh, what a beautiful morning. I just want to start with telling each and every one of you I love you. I just felt it was important this morning. <clears throat> I just want to repent for any time that I wasn't loving or patient, that I was short tempered. Unkind. Uh-huh. That's Miss Barb, she works with me. <laughs> See, I, I'm still being made new too. I'm not complete yet. God's still working. He's still working. Um Lord, I just humble myself before you this morning. just stand in your presence and we wait upon you. We continue to desire to be led by your spirit this morning. Help me not in any way to deviate to what you want to do, to deviate from what you want to do, Father. I just pray that your kingdom would be established today on earth, that this day would be marked in heaven as a day that the kingdom of God was established and that the name of Jesus was piercing the atmosphere of all darkness and taking authority over all sickness all doubt all fear all unbelief all anxiety every disease. In the name of Jesus, Father, help us to rise in these days and be stirred, to walk in our authority, to walk in the authority that you destined us to walk in, to not be measly and mousy, to not be fearful and not be ashamed of the name of Jesus. God, let our light so shine today. Let it burst through today. Let it burst through today and let each and every one of us be transformed and changed today by your presence. Let your word go out today and let it divide asunder between truth and a lie. Because your word goes out and it does what you send it to do and it never falls to the ground and dies or becomes void, but it produces throughout eternity what you sent it to do, Father. And we stand upon your word today, the rock that cannot be shaken, that cannot be moved. In a time of storms, in a time of fear and anxiety throughout this world, God, let us be a pillar of strength upon your word today. Let us not forget who we are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Oh, there's such an anointing of the presence of God in this place today. I just wanted to start with, I came over yesterday morning early and... As you know, those of you who have brought a word, or an exhortation, or a dance, it doesn't always come easy. There are times when there is intense warfare against what God wants to do. And then there are times in his spirit, and his presence, that we don't labor. That we surrender, we humble ourselves, and God just gives you what he wants to do. And yesterday morning I came in to pray and can I move around a little? Is it okay? I came in to pray and I just sensed that the Lord wanted me to go up to the keyboard. I haven't done that in so long. And the song that is sitting there is Yeshua. And I began to play that. And as I began to play that and worship the Lord, within five minutes, the Lord showed me what he wanted to sing today. And as I walked off the stage, he told me what the name of the word would be. He didn't give me all the pieces. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by spirit. And in the days that we're walking in, we have got to be a people that are determined. We cannot be in lack, we cannot be lazy. We have got to be responsible children of God in these days. Each day is new and each day is different than the day before. We have yesterday, today and tomorrow. He told us to forget about yesterday. When we're in today, and he said, don't worry about tomorrow. I've got stuff to do today. And that's where we need to stay, in today. Leave the past in the past. If there are things you need to repent for, then repent for him. Leave him in yesterday. Don't let the enemy weigh you down and cause you to be shameful. If you need to confess your sin to one another, then find someone that you know loves you, that you can trust. And repent your sin. Don't waste time. Don't waste time, because we don't know how much time. We've learned in the last several weeks how precious time is. We don't know if we have tomorrow. I don't know if I have four o'clock this afternoon. We don't know. And we have got to take today and fulfill what God is asking us to fulfill. I want to start, even though I was going to read this scripture a little later, I just sensed because it was coming during worship and in Kathy's exhortations and her songs, I'd like you to turn with me to Lamentations 3, 21 through 26, because we're standing in the gap for this nation. We're crying every day for God's mercy to come upon us and upon this nation, upon this valley and upon this state, that we no longer would see blue in this state, but we would see red, the blood of Jesus. So we contend and we cry out for mercy. Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. I want you to remember that. If you get up tomorrow morning and you're feeling down and out, I want you to say this to yourself. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in Him. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him. Oh, my goodness, have we been waiting on the Lord? We have been waiting. We have been waiting and we have been waiting. And He says He's good to those who wait, to the soul who seeks Him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. You know, as I look back over the several times that I have brought the word in the months prior, it's all been about the secret place. And yet again, we're going to talk about it again. It must be that the Lord feels we need to hear it again, the importance of the secret place. See, these are days, though we are determined, we must remain desperate for the presence of God. We must remain desperate to hear his voice. We must remain desperate for that relationship because that is what is going to see us through. It's not the things that we've known. It's not even the things that he's done in the past. See, he's doing a new thing today, and that's why daily we seek him and we rely on him for that day. What is he going to speak to me today? What is he going to tell me to do? Who is he going to send me to speak to? What grocery store am I going to go to to testify to someone of the goodness of God and that God has mercy for you today? And he can give you hope. You're hopeless. He can give you hope. I'm so grateful for Ben and Kyle going out every Wednesday and now Debbie's going with them, talking about the good news of Jesus. There are people that don't have hope. We have hope. We know the truth. We know the story. We've got to be the ones to tell it. I don't want to stand before God someday. And him asked me, why did you not testify to those teachers about my love? Why did you not tell them that my son shed his blood for their life, regardless of what they say or what they believe? I don't want to stand before him with their blood on my hands, and neither do you. I'd like you to turn to me, to, with me, to um, Psalms 91 because the Holy Spirit wants to show us today the benefits of the secret place. There are benefits. God is so good and he's so gracious. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation, so it might not match exactly what you're saying. That's okay, because there are benefits in your translation as well. So in verse 1, This is the first benefit. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. So when you rise every morning and you go to that secret place, wherever your secret place is, it doesn't have to be the same place every day. It can be different or it can be the same place. When you step into that secret place, you're hidden under the shelter of his wings. That is a benefit. I want you to remember that. In verse 2, he's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me. The only God for me and my great confidence. He's your hope. He holds you. Not anyone else. God holds you. Father God, He's your stronghold and your shelter. He is a wall around you that the enemy cannot penetrate when you are in the secret place. Verse 4 He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. How about that? You get up every morning and God's already got a rescue plan for you. See, because he knows what the enemy's going to do today. So he sets his angels to guard you and protect you. That not even your foot is dashed against a stone today. He's going to protect you in verse 5 from every false accusation. Raise your hand if somebody has falsely accused you of things. Yeah, we all have. Father's going to protect you from that. And he's going to protect you from every deadly curse. There is no curse that can touch you. First of all, we're children of God. Yes. I'm his daughter. He wants the best for me. You don't think that he hasn't gotten up way before me every morning and made every provision for my day to see that I don't have to fear or worry about a thing? Because he has. Oh, man, I know. The eyes open, and here comes the enemy. He starts with the lies. Oh, how are you going to do that? Oh, how are you going to deal with that? Oh, how are you going to put gas in your car? The gas, oh, it's so high right now. Oh, how am I going to pay my rent? And Oh, I need to buy food. Oh, oh, that's right, Father. You got up way before me. And you've already made every provision. So that, to me, brings peace. He's my shalom. I don't have to be fearful and worry. I want you to know I'm preaching this to myself, too, not just to you. Because if you don't think that I don't get up sometimes and I worry and I'm fearful, let me tell you, I do. And it's a sin. It's a sin. Let's call it what it is. God, forgive me for being fearful and worrying. Because he says, I don't have to do that. When I walk in fear and when I walk in worry, I'm not walking in faith. And what is fear? What is fear? False evidence appearing real. But you know what? He's just a smokescreen. He's just a smokescreen. Because we can get up and we can say the word of God and the word of God pierces that smokescreen and that darkness and light invades it. And hope comes in. And the word of God through the Holy Spirit begins to speak to me and encourage me and build my faith and remind me that it's a new day and his mercy is new today. I don't have to rely on yesterday's mercy. Verse 6, his massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. Imagine that. Imagine how large the arms of Father are and the muscles. Oh, let me tell you, he's been working out. He is strong. There is nobody stronger than my daddy. There's no one stronger. When I step into that secret place and he wraps his arms around me, he's like, sweetheart, I've got you. I've got you. I've got you. There is no enemy, there's no demon that can pull you out of my arms, not today. When I trust him, when I step into that secret place, you can run under his covering of majesty and hide. That's a place you can run to. That's a place you can... We don't run from God, we run to him. That's a benefit. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack. So if we stay in the secret place throughout the day, and we all know it's a discipline. We have to discipline ourselves every single day to walk and to stay in that place. It's not easy, is it? No. It's a battle every day. But you know, the more you practice something, the better you get at it. The more disciplined you are, I mean, look at people who run these unbelievable races. They train and train and train. And they beat their time over and over and over again because they've trained and trained and trained. And they've disciplined and disciplined and disciplined. And that's what we have to do every day, every moment. Oh, 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 i got to step back in to the secret place because that's where I'm protected. I don't have to run if I'm in the secret place. The ninth benefit, you will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night. That means I can lay my head down on the pillow and close my eyes and feel the presence of Father hovering, protecting me. I don't have to worry about what the enemy has planned. Because Father never sleeps, and he never slumbers, and he's always on guard, watching to and fro, to make sure. Because his desire is that we not be tripped up by the enemy. It's his desire that we're successful, that we fulfill what he's called us to do. Nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. We don't have to fear a thing. That is a benefit. Verse 10. Whether by night or by day, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster, with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. Oh, we've read the stories, haven't we, in the Old Testament? About the battles where they weren't even touched. Sometimes they didn't even have to fight the battle that they were heading to because God had gone before them and destroyed the enemy. And all they had to do was go into the valley and take the loot. How nice is that? You will be a spectator As the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, always we will be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? It can't. That's a benefit. Verse 14, God sends angels and special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. <coughs> so wherever he sends you, wherever he sends Kyle and Debbie and Ben on Wednesdays, he's already gone before them to protect them from harm or distraction. Uh-huh when the enemy doesn't want them to get to the place that God's designed for them to be, the Lord says, oh no, no. I've got my shield around my kids. They're going to do what I ask them to do today because they've been faithful to me. And look at them out there telling people about my son. I've got their back. Not only do I have their back, I'm all around them. I'm surrounding them. If you walk into a trap, he'll be there for you to keep you from stumbling. So even if you do walk into a trap, all we have to cry out, Abba Father, Jesus, help me. And he's there to protect us from harm. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, you delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. That is a benefit. That's a super benefit. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray. Now, sometimes we pray and we don't get an answer right away, do we? But that doesn't mean that God is not going to answer us. That doesn't mean he hasn't heard our prayer and he hasn't heard our cry, because he always does. He's faithful. And you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. All we have to do is close our eyes and set our eyes upon him and his presence will come. We have not any need to fear a thing. He will deliver you and bring you honor. He will satisfy you with a full life and with all he does, he will do for you for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. I'd like you in your own time to go back through that because I counted 24 benefits in Psalms 91. In Psalms 91. 24 benefits. When we stay in the secret place, In the midst of the battle, we are fighting offensively. We don't want to be caught off guard and have to fight defensively. We want to fight offensively. We want to be ahead of the game. We want to know the ploys of the enemy. God says, cry out to me and I will hear your prayer and I will answer you we can cry out to him and ask him, Father, give me the strategies today of the enemy where he wants to come and destroy, and give me the strategies that you've already designed for me to overcome them and to beat him at his own game. So offensive. Let's just look at that word quickly. When we are fighting offensively, we are actively aggressive. We are actively attacking the hostile enemy. We're invading. We are threatening. When we are offensive, we are threatening the enemy, not he threatening us. If we're in the secret place, we've learned how to fight the battle offensively so we're not caught off guard and by surprise. When we stand in the secret place, in his presence God never intended there to be any labor there no labor no striving when we stand there and we wait in his presence in the secret place he comes close he comes close and closer and closer He will look you eye to eye. He will speak sweet nothings in your ear. He will divulge his beautiful fragrance to you. Oh, the fragrance of the Lord is more beautiful than anything you have ever smelled upon earth. There's nothing that compares to that fragrance. And with that fragrance, you're walking through the day and suddenly that fragrance once again overtakes you and all of life is washed away. There's no striving there. There is no labor when we are in the presence of the Lord because we engage with him and we become so one with him that nothing can separate us from his love. There's nothing. There's no height, no depth, no demon, no angel, no circumstance. Nothing can separate us from his love in that place. It is so important and so key in these days that you learn to walk by the Spirit and to walk in the secret place. Because that is where he is going to give you the strategies for your day. He's going to give you the strategies of how to pay your bills. He's going to give you the strategies of how to win your family and your neighbors. He's going to give you the strategies how to pray for your children and your grandchildren to be returned to him, their first love. And only he has the strategies. There isn't anything that we can do in of ourselves. We have no power without him. Yes, when Jesus came to live in our heart, the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, is active and alive in us. He didn't give us a portion of the Holy Spirit. He gave us all of the Holy Spirit. Every ounce. He didn't give some to me and more to you, Kyle. We all got the whole thing. If we all have all of that power in us why are we not using it why do we not use it why do we not use the authority that God has given us to stand against the wiles of the enemy to speak his truth to send his word into darkness and that arrow penetrates it and there is light and there is glory and there Is a way through where you didn't think there was a way through. There's the way right there. Remember I'm preaching to me too, okay? Because I need to hear this today too. I need to hear this today too. I'd like you to turn with me to Matthew 25 Matthew 25, we're going to start in verse 1. You know, we've heard this parable a couple of times over the last few months. I think this is the third time. We know when God speaks in threes, we need to listen. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise, and the five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight's cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. How do we buy our oil? How do we buy our oil? We buy our oil in the secret place. We buy our oil when we spend time with Him. When we sit in His presence and we let Him fill us and wash us. When we let Him open our eyes to the things that we need to see that He wants to deal with in our hearts. When we surrender And we say, oh, Lord, that really hurts, but I I say, yes. I say, yes, I surrender. It hurts, but I surrender. I give it to you, Lord Jesus. And here comes oil, 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 to fill our lamps. Because we don't want to be caught off guard. We don't want our lamp to be empty or half full because we don't want to run out of that oil. If you turn with me now to Matthew 25. I mean, excuse me, Matthew 6. Matthew 6:25. 6, not of more value than they. And which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. When we seek first the kingdom of God, whether you rise in the morning or you seek God at night or you seek him in the middle of the day, when you seek the kingdom first, when you put his kingdom first, his desires first, his ways first, his wants first, we don't have to worry about anything. We don't have to worry. The kingdom of God will be established because we've sought Him first. I don't know about you, but I want the kingdom to be activated in my life. I don't want to walk around. I don't want to walk around and be shy of one thing that God has intended for me to have. I don't want to be shy of one thing he intended me to walk in. Anything he intended for me to do, we are reminded over and over again in Psalms 139. He has a book that he wrote about each and every one of you. You know, we are all created in his image, but created differently. I look different than you do, Chris, don't I? But God knows, amen, <laughs> Chris. God knows how many hairs are on Chris's head. He knows exactly what Chris's DNA is made of. He knows the palm print and the DNA of Chris's hand. And he knows mine. And he knows yours. And though we are created in his image... We are all different and unique. That's why the church has so many different giftings. I may be an eye, but you, Raymond, may be a foot. And I need your foot, and you need my eye, Raymond, and don't forget it. And I need Debbie Lamphere's voice. And Brian... I need your love, your heart. God wants us to be one. It is his heart desire. When we walk in the secret place and we spend time with him, that's where we learn to truly love each other. That's how we learn to look beyond your sin and anything that you've done to me. You know, some of you have confessed sins to me, and I don't even remember them. I don't remember them. I don't hold them in my heart or my head. I don't hold them against you. Who am I? Pastors don't do that. The leadership in this church doesn't do that. Because we've learned to love. God wants us to walk in a deeper love and he wants us to walk in a deeper love in him I want to love him more than anything in the world I want to love him the way he deserves and I fall short of that every day I fall short but I get up and I do it again and I do it again, and I do it again. And there will come a day where I will be able to love him with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. There won't be one ounce of me left. It'll be Jesus. The final scripture I want to read for you. We've heard this scripture, too, over the course of the past month. It's found in 2 Corinthians 12:9. And it reads, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Are there places where we are weak? Absolutely. There are places where I'm weak and Christine is strong. And there are places where I'm strong and she's weak. But his faithfulness, his mercy is new every day. And in his weakness, in our weakness, excuse me, he is made strong. I pray that this blessed you. I pray that you take it to heart and that you understand the importance of the secret place. He's spoken it to us many times, not just this year, year after year after year after year. He wants relationship with you. Don't leave him waiting. Amen. You're welcome.
0: Good, 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 good. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Hallelujah. We've had a complete morning, haven't we? Good to see you too. Hallelujah. It's good to see you, too, down there, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. I just want to leave this with you as you uh, see this uh, celebration of the 4th of July, whatever you have intentions and whatever plans and whomever you're going to be hanging out with and whatever you're going to be doing. Uh, But as you head to the uh, night-night time tonight, I just want to uh, just read a little portion of the Star-Spangled Banner. Just keep this in mind. I thought this was really kind of moving. It says in the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in the air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Just want you to keep that in mind. Gave proof through the night that our flag. Was still there. So, Father, we just commit this Fourth of July to you. We commit our hearts once again to you. We love you. We thank you for your word. Father, we just don't want to go in and out of that abiding secret place. We want to dwell, we want to make that our habitation. It isn't something that we find ourselves going to, but we become your habitation. We become the secret place for others. As in the days of Noah were, that ark, it was a place of safety. It was continuous and people found